0: You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush.
1: So John Bush is is, a man we got to know because Jack had a wild idea about starting this podcast with different people who have accomplished things in their lives and love freedom called Unloose the Goose. You listen to Unlust the Goose. All right. We've got four geeks here right now. Kong, oh. honk, honk. And I got to know this cool cat, John Bush, and I realized I had read about him from time to time when he was surviving on Bitcoin only. And there are so many things he could talk about. He has successfully started businesses. He has operated in gray markets, he is not afraid to be an activist and go out and change things. But when he had kids, he started becoming a little less of a jail target sort of activist and more of an empowering all of the activism. And he realizes, like many of us do, we're not, as, as I said on day one, you don't solve decentralization through the government. You make that happen. The government will never decentralize for you. You have to decentralize. And he knows that in his core. Reading this mic? Okay. So with that, I'm going to bring John Bush up from the Exit Build Land Summit. Freedom Cells. What's the botanicals? Great botanicals. Like all of the things he does. Live Free Academy, where we're recording these videos. They'll be available for sale. It's going to be cool. You guys are going to get a discount because you were here. Here, Here's John Bush. All right. All right, give it up for peace and freedom, everybody! Give it up for prosperity! Yes! Preparedness! Pretty people!
0: It's always, uh, I notice being around crowds like this, the free people that tend to be more beautiful, and I see a lot of beautiful people in the audience, so... Uh, before I go on, let's give a round of applause to uh, mr. John and Nicole for putting on this incredible event. A yeah. lot well, of work into bringing all these people together so we definitely want to express that gratitude for them because this is really powerful but what's really important this is like a cheer like a cheerleading thing like a pep rally really right The real work begins when all of you get home. so make sure you're soaking up those little nuggets of wisdom. And what's more important, like I said, is applying them in your own life. That's really what it's all about. I also want to thank Rebecca Cunningham. Where is she? There she is, right there. She is an incredible human being that has done amazing video work at a lot of the events that we've done. So give it up for the video, lady, Rebecca. Got to capture this stuff. Okay, so today I want to teach you guys about exit and build financial strategy. Exit and build financial strategy. I also want to share the Live Free Academy Empowerment Philosophy with you. That is a framework that we can all utilize in order to find greater success in every aspect of our lives, whether it's relationships, preparedness, money, wealth, and most importantly, freedom, right? But first, what's exit and build all about? Well, I've been an activist for 20 years now, and in that time, I have done everything I could to create more freedom in my life, my life and the lives of my children, well, I guess I got started before I had kiddos, but uh, also the lives of my community. And I came to realize that asking permission from politicians to be more free is a fool's errand. Spent a lot of time doing political activism early on and did the ACLU thing. I thought I was a Democrat because I was opposed to Bush's wars. And I knew that George Bush knocked down the towers. Anybody, can you 9-11 truthers in the audience? Yeah. all right there they are okay words be a tough crowd today now uh, i thought it was a democrat and then i was like yeah nancy pelosi and the democrats they took control of the house and the senate they're going to end the war i oh, just voted for more spending and i was like wait a second this whole two-party thing is kind gonna- of did the Ron Paul thing in 2007, 2008, stumped for Ron Paul early on. That was a nice mix of cool people. Where are my Ron Paul people at? Yeah! Hey, that's a
1: good doctor. He's still good to this
0: day, right? Jack's doing a collaboration with him, which is pretty cool. Then after the Ron Paul campaign, we started a political action committee. We're like, wow, there's a lot of free people. There's a lot of people that think that, like we do here in Central Texas, we started Texans for Accountable Government. And we went to work trying to get legislation passed and trying to get people elected in fact we actually got some bills passed through the state house in texas in fact the bill that i wrote i penned the bill it got passed in the state house it was all about protecting people's privacy and their rights when it comes to these fusion centers anybody know what a fusion center is it's this department of homeland security i remember when there wasn't a department of homeland security and like we saw 9-11 was like a False flag terror attack, and they're like, oh, I see what you're doing here, set up this Gestapo system. But this Department of Homeland Security fusion center thing it merges local, state, and federal law enforcement, and they uh, systematize their information sharing and intelligence practices, right? And so we're like, well, this isn't good. Come find out in Missouri, they were putting out reports on the modern militia movement. And they're like, you might be a modern militia member if you have a Libertarian Party bumper sticker. Or a Constitution Party bumper sticker. Or you oppose the Federal Reserve or want to abolish the income tax. You might be a violent, potentially violent militia member. This is what they were training law enforcement on. They're also like people that like Ron Paul could be these crazy terrorists as well. So we read that. We're like, this isn't good. Let's go try to do something about it. So we went to the Austin Regional Intelligence Center. We got a privacy policy put in that prevented them from collecting political or religious views uh, it prevented them from collecting and sharing information of a political religious or social nature right and they were like let's do it at the state level the texas motorcycle rights association reached out to me and they're like uh the department of public safety in texas is pulling over our biker friends and taking pictures of all their tattoos and their patches and putting them in this state database that's not right that's a violation so so i was like let's let's author a bill and they had all sorts of contacts with legislators and stuff so i authored a bill and the bill was like. These fusion centers cannot do facial recognition. These fusion centers cannot do anything along with the FBI unless it's expressly a criminal act, all of blah. So we hand it off to the legislator. It comes back completely watered down, but it did have those privacy policy protections in place. The reason why I'm sharing all of this is because that bill ended up passing where none of the seven or eight fusion centers in the entire state of Texas could collect information of a political, religious or social view. Guess what? It didn't make a bit of difference, and they went ahead and did it anyway because there was no enforcement or no teeth. Come to find out, the Austin Fusion Center, there was a leak. Uh, Some hacker group did this blue leaks, and they exposed all of the data from the Austin Fusion Center. And sure enough, my name was in there. Wait a second. For political views. What's up with that? So the point is a lot of people are like, well, if you don't like it, then you can go vote. You can go lobby. You can do something about it politically. I did a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of energy. We were actually pretty good at it. But at the end of the day, I wasn't one smidgen more free. It seemed like we were having these victories, these freedom victories, when in reality, all we were doing was slowing the growth of tyranny. And that wasn't satisfactory for me. I'm somebody that wants genuine freedom, 100% self-governance. Some may refer to that as anarchism. Nicer way to put it is voluntarist. Where are my people that believe we could exist peacefully with total order, prosperity, and harmony without a government all Nice. Right. I don't know. going to good stuff for us.
1: Donald Trump's going to save America. <laughs>
0: I prefer trump to Biden, but i prefer to govern myself actually at the end of the day and i honestly get a kick out of all the political signs all scattered all over the road it's like who are these people that are going to make decisions on behalf of me i have no idea who they are same thing in my county and city as well i don't know these people they're nothing like me you guys are like me why don't we just govern ourselves and that's really what this exit and build thing is all about it's the idea that if we want freedom We need to take the responsibility for securing that freedom into our own hands. We need to exit those systems, institutions that are not in alignment with our values and build better ones. Exit the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Exit big tech. Exit the government schools. Exit reliance on the grocery store. Build the alternatives. Build the home medicine cabinet. Go to the natural doctor, the naturopath. Form homeschool cooperatives. Use encrypted technology. Instead of YouTube, let's use Odyssey, which we're streaming to uh, right now in this moment. That's what exit and build is all about. And when I say exit, I ultimately mean completely withdrawing consent from the government. Complete self-governance. That's what the exit is all about. But for a lot of people, I don't know. I got a 401k. I got a mortgage. Seems a little risky. Total sovereignty. Kind of makes my knees shake a little bit. I hear you. That's why we flip it around. And we build, we build those systems and institutions and networks and connections so that it enables us to exit peacefully without getting put in a cage or losing everything that we've worked for. That's what exit and build is all about. And I'm going to share a little bit more about exit and build in the context of money, wealth, and counter-economics. But first, I want to share the Live Free Academy Empowerment Philosophy. Lifter Academy is a business I started about a little, about, I guess, a little bit over a year ago. We did the Exit and Build Land Summit. Anybody tune into the Exit and Build Land Summit? All right, Jack spoke, Nicole spoke, it was awesome. Rebecca did the video. That was Exit and Build in the context of let us exit the cities, buy homesteads, buy land, and build community in the country. Not just cooperatively buying land and doing intentional communities, although that's cool too. And my lovely fiance Rebecca is going to talk about that at noon. But exit the cities, buy your own land, and build community with your neighbors. What maybe the neighbors that are already there? Our neighbors are great. They've helped us out on so many different occasions. They're super groovy. Or we go and we build those connections, and we encourage our friends to move out. That's what the exit build land was all about. Now it's put on by the Liberty Academy. So in my activism, I've also become very much obsessed with success philosophy, with Tony Robbins, the Jim Rohns, the Jay Abraham's. Jay Abraham. Uh, Grant Cardone, all this stuff, right? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I've taken that knowledge, that wisdom, that empowering philosophy and strategy and applied it to the pursuit of freedom. And I've narrowed it down to four important components for success in any area of life. Those four components are, number one, mindset. Number two, strategy. Number three, working with a team of like-minded people. And number four, taking massive action. Crazy levels of action, like the amount of action it took to turn this place from a, a piece of rock to this incredible uh, haven that we that we're, have the honor of sharing. So starts with mindset. And when I talk about mindset, really boils down to believing in yourself. A lot of people have some pretty strong limiting beliefs. There's external obstacles and there's internal obstacles. And what I've found is that the internal obstacles, more often than not, Are the biggest hindrance to our progress in accomplishing our goals limiting beliefs that's when i share with someone hey what if i told you there's this new exciting technology that would enable us to exchange money with one another and there's not a damn thing the government could do about it to stop us whether we supported the canadian trucker convoy or not we could continue to do business with one another online it's called cryptocurrency and decentralized blockchain technology and a lot of times, the first thing people say is, oh, that couldn't possibly work. What if they make it illegal? What if it gets hacked? What if they shut down the internet? What if there's a global EMP attack from the Mars invasion or something? I don't know. <laughs> global EMP is a big deal, and you're not going to be worried about cryptocurrency while if that happens. If what. <laughs> but I recognize, like, wow, the first thing that people do in their head is figure out ways that it can't work. Same thing as like, hey, I have a great idea. It's a strategy where we can create more freedom. We can create intergenerational freedom. That's what I'm all about, not just for me, but for my children and for the future generations to come. If we move out of the cities, we buy land, we start populating these rural areas, then we all link up and form trade routes. This guy's got the tractor. They got the chickens. We're really good at the aquaponics over here. We're going to support one another. We're going to share with one another. We're going to teach one another. Right. And then eventually when enough of us can do that, we have the strength and numbers. Perhaps we can declare our independence. Right. I share that with people. and They're like, wait a second. Klaus Schwab said, we'll own nothing and be happy. How could we possibly own land if this crazy oligarch said we can't do it? Right. I are like, what about uh, the property taxes? They're going to take our land if we don't pay blah, 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 blah. It's like, why are you coming up with objections to your own success how about instead of thinking about ways that it can't work you focus on the ways that it is working now right so i just want to have people have a level of consciousness right we have this thoughts going on in our head like this internal monologue sometimes it's a dialogue who has thoughts in their head anybody i read an article once i was like some people some people don't have the soundtrack in their head That'd be weird. that's like some Buddhism there, pretty yeah, peaceful. Must be pretty boring. Does anybody not have an internal soundtrack in their head? Okay. I know one person. Yeah. It. All right. Right on. What's he smoking? I
1: want some of that. Great <laughs> shit.
0: Uh, anyway, so the a lot of times that internal soundtrack, our inner voice, it works against us. It's our own worst enemy. And what I want to encourage people to know is that you can reprogram that inner voice to be your biggest champion. And through mindfulness, which is just being present in the moment, just being, being able to recognize things in the moment, you can catch those thought patterns that aren't serving you and you can interrupt them and you can flip the script. And instead of saying, I'm, I, I'm too old to understand cryptocurrency, I could hardly even use a computer, you say, while it may be a challenge for me to use these technologies, I feel confident in my ability to learn and I'm going to start learning today. Can you guys commit to doing that, just being a little more mindful of those thought patterns in our head? And whenever we have a limiting belief, recognizing that, interrupting it, I like to say, wash it away. That's what I tell my daughter. She's like, Dad, I can't sleep. I'm all these scary thoughts. I say, it's okay. Just recognize them. Wash them away, right? You guys commit to do that with me? Because it really makes a world of difference, I promise. All right. Okay. All right. So that's the mindset piece. Another big piece of the mindset is to think big. Think big. And what I envision... our community is true sovereignty, creating an environment where we operate outside of the legacy financial institutions, outside of the government, the government schools, the pharmaceutical industrial complex, where we can have true freedom. I want that for myself. I want it for my family, and I want it for each and every one of you. And so some people think we can just maybe make the government a little bit better, or we can experience freedom just out in the woods on our little bug out property. No, I want an environment where we have genuine freedom, where people don't have to fight so hard in order to experience a state of existence that we all deserve by nature of our free, our free our freedom, our freedom, our sovereignty, our inherent sovereignty as free people, right? So let's think big. Let's project into the future. Let's imagine a world where we don't have a government that affects us anymore. Maybe those guys can keep their government. I'm not a smash the state, overthrow the government kind of guy, because frankly, a lot of people love government. They're terrified to death at the idea of total freedom and responsibility. So let them have their government. Let them do their dog and pony show. But we're going to do something different over here. So when it comes to mindset, let us envision a bigger future and let's work towards that future. Now I'm going to spend some time talking about the strategy piece, and we're going to get into the financial aspect. Has anybody heard of CBDCs, central bank digital currencies? All right. So. A lot of folks are familiar with the traditional tyranny that we've all, the, the tyranny we grew up with, the income tax, the police state, onerous regulations, you can't do this, the nanny state type of stuff, right? The wars. Well, there's this new type of tyranny called technocracy. Anybody know what the word technocracy means? It's essentially ruled by scientific dictatorship. It's a different form of government where you don't have elected officials that govern you. You have the experts, and the elite, and really it's the oligarchs, right? There's this entity called the Great Reset. Sorry, the World Economic Forum. You guys familiar with the World Economic Forum? It's got Klaus Schwab. They're like, we want to have a great reset of society, and COVID-19 created the perfect opportunity for us to reset everything, reset the financial systems, reset the relationship people have with government, reset the way people do business. These guys essentially want to usher in a technocratic dystopian future where the surveillance institutions the surveillance society basically tracks and trace and controls every single bit of our lives that's what they want for us and i got news for you they're well advanced in this agenda i've been doing this for 20 years and i started off because i saw 9-11 building 7 all that stuff I'm was like wait a second what what's going on here and that started me on a journey but back in the day we're like we got to do all we can so the new world order doesn't come about they're creating this new world order we got to stop it and now after covid it's like wow the new world order is here and pretty, right? That's what it is the new normal. You can keep your new normal shirt. That's what it's all about. The vaccine passport agenda is a big piece of it. Global digital identity is a big piece of it. And central bank digital currencies are a big piece of it. What is a central bank digital currency? Well, we have these central banks, right? These institutions that create money out of thin air. They try to regulate prices in the market. In reality, they're just enriching their friends and blowing out the currency to give to their big corporate buddies through the bailouts and the discount window. Ron Paul has a lot of great work on this. And the central banks create U.S. dollars right have the Federal Reserve Bank. They issue that money. They give it to their friends in the commercial banks. And then it gets created whenever we take out loans or we borrow money or whatever it may be. Well, they want to revamp this system so it's completely digital. The central banks issue the money, but they do it in a digital way that it can be tracked and traced. It could be surveilled it could also be turned off and on. One of the first times I heard about this central bank digital currency thing was on NPR. Where are my NPR listeners? Sometimes I turn it on just to see what the program is like these days so I can connect with more people. It's bad. It's some, some sophisticated propaganda. This lady was like railing on Fox News. And I was like, oh, what do you listen to? NPR. I was like, oh, it's just a different brand of propaganda. Propaganda, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's fair and balanced. Fox News was fair and balanced. Wait a second. I heard this NPR piece. It's like, central bank digital currencies. Imagine how swell it would be if you could send your kids off to college and you could ensure that the money you give them gets spent only on tuition and books. Like, Wait a second. Interesting. Interesting. So we saw a glimpse of what's to come with what happened in Canada with the freedom convoy, right? You know, when it comes to freedom convoy stuff, I was in solidarity. I was all excited about it. But it's like, all right, you guys are rallying to the parliament parliament square. Now, what are you going to do? All these movements are like, you know what's going to change the world? If we yell at government buildings, that's going to change everything. Yelling at government buildings. That's why we talk about this exit and build things. We see a problem. All right, let's just let them do their thing over here, and we're going to do our thing over here. But as many of you may have heard, people's bank accounts got shut down for supporting the Freedom Convoy financially. They went to the people's banks and they stopped them. They stopped. They froze all the money. They stole people's money that donated. And then they froze people's bank accounts. People that were in the convoy and people that donated, too. You know what else they did? They took people's cryptocurrency. But a lot of misinformation spread about that. People were like, cryptocurrency, they took it. Trudeau took the cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency obviously isn't what you said it was, Jack John. Well, in reality, what they did was they froze cryptocurrency accounts for folks that are using what's called a custodial wallet. That's when you set up a Coinbase account, you purchase your crypto, you link it with your bank account, you scan your driver's license, right? It ties it to your identity, and then you keep it in that wallet. A custodial wallet is a wallet where another entity has access to your private keys. With cryptocurrency, you got a public address and a private key, the public address, kind of like your account number, although you can create infinite account numbers. And it's advised that you create a new account number for every transaction you do to obfuscate the trail to have more privacy, right? But in order to unlock cryptocurrency or send cryptocurrency from a public address, you have to have a private key. It's a long string of letters and numbers. So on a non-custodial wallet, like Exodus, right, which Jack recommends, which I'm a big fan of as well, an Exodus wallet, nobody has access to that private key. Nobody even knows you set up the damn wallet. You could even set it up with a VPN that obscures your IP address. So at the end of the day, if you want true sovereignty over your money, over your cryptocurrency, you got to use a non custodial wallet. So I just wanted to clear up some confusion there. So what happened in Canada, they want that to be set up all over the world. And what I believe to be the antidote to this central bank digital currency scheme, where they can say this person is a bad person because they supported a freedom movement. They listen to the survival podcast and live in free in Tennessee. There's some right wing extremists. We are not going to let them do business anymore. Or you came in for your annual required medical checkup because they advanced some BS health insurance scheme or whatever. And because your cholesterol is over the allotted amount, we're not going to let you buy donuts at the grocery store. Ken Berry's like, that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe you've gone over your allotted carbon credits for the month. We see that you haven't been recycling like we want you to do. So we're not going to let you do A, B, or C. That's the world they want to bring us into because when they can control you economically, it's a really big deal just like they did with your jobs and with the COVID mandates. You don't take the vaccine, we're not going to pay you, all sorts of problems. We need to recognize that and we need to preemptively prepare, create institutions, create connections, create relationships so they can't dangle any strings. They can't do a carrot or a stick with us, right? And so it's my contention that we all ought to learn how to use cryptocurrency now Because as this central bank digital currency system rolls out, it's going to be the only way that we can do business with one another online. I'm a silver guy. I'm a gold guy. I'm a barter guy. I'm a time bank. Whatever the heck alternative system we want to set up in person. Right. But if you want to buy Jack's course online and the government's like, Jack's a bad guy, we're not going to let him do business with credit cards. I can't do business with credit cards to sell Kratom and CBD. It's a reality now. They, the government pressures the banks, they pressure the credit card companies not to let me sell my Delta 8 cannabis products or my Kratom. It's actually illegal in the state next door. It's illegal in six states, but it's just the dried up leaves of a plant. I can't do credit card. I can do eCheck, and you bet your bottom Satoshi, I can do cryptocurrency, right? So I want to encourage folks, they may be hesitant. They may be mistrusting, but all the people are like, I don't trust Bitcoin. Now let me pay with my Visa credit card right? There's a disconnect there, guys. You don't have to go all in. I used to bang on the thing like, let's use Bitcoin to build wealth. But then I was like, damn, I'm tired of this freaking roller coaster. I'm going to take my excess money and put it into food production systems because that's something that's not going to go down in value. That's going to continue to earn dividends for years to come. Also, the number one investment that we can engage in is investing in yourself. Nobody can take that away from you never going to go down in value once you got it it's there to stay and then you can spread the love and teach other people right but the best thing that we can use cryptocurrency for is so we can continue to do commerce online there's private cryptocurrencies bitcoin when you do a transaction that is known on a public blockchain this distributed ledger it can be known that this address sent crypto to that address now you can play your cards right and not tie this address to your identity there's ways to do that right but it's a public transaction. Anyone can audit it. It can be known. And now there's forensic, uh, forensic psychologists, forensic analysis that uh, analyze the blockchain, right? It was at the Silk Road trial, of Ross Ulbricht, and heard the DOJ, like, these guys, we thought Bitcoin was all private. That's not the case. But there are private cryptocurrencies like Monero and Pirate Chain, right? So I strongly encourage folks, you don't have to start investing tens of thousands of bucks, thousands of bucks, but at least get yourself a few hundred dollars worth of cryptocurrency and learn how to use it now before you find yourself in a situation where you've been shut out of your bank account and you can no longer subscribe to the MSB <laughs> about a podcast membership, purchase credit from here, buy the eggs online across the place, right? So it's of it's, it's critical importance, right? That's one of the big pieces of strategy that I like to employ when it comes to the X in the build financial strategy. Using cryptocurrency, setting up the barber networks, Building those relationships and those connections now so when the time comes, you're not taught with your pants down, scrambling to catch up, right? Another huge piece is entrepreneurship. How am do doing on time? Okay. 10 minutes? Entrepreneurship. Where are my entrepreneurs in the audience? Yeah. All right. So as we saw recently, you know, I'm not a big research, the conspiracy guy. I did that for years and years. And I puked all over my family at the Thanksgiving dinners and annoyed the piss out of them, right? And there's a lot of folks that are like, I'm doing my part to further the cause of freedom and truth by sharing articles on Telegram. You guys got Telegram groups which are forward, 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 forward. We don't allow that in our freedom cell groups. It's like, we're here to get shit done not to learn about the problem. We're here to figure out a solution, not just figure it out, to act on it. But let us understand the problem in the context of how can we navigate around it? Let's understand the problem so we can figure out how to insulate ourselves from it and so we can figure out what do we need to do in order to protect ourselves and protect future generations from this problem. Now, we, we learned one of their strategies. They tried as hard as they possibly could to get as many people to take this weird injection Whatever technology, I don't know what's going on, graphene oxide, linking up with 5G towers, who knows? I don't know. I don't care, frankly, because I saw it was a total scam, total BS, totally bogus. But they revealed their hand. They will stop at nothing to make your life inconvenient, to threaten your livelihood in order to get you to do a medical procedure. And that is wrong. But now we know that. We know that. So for the folks that have the corporate job and maybe you just lucked out, who knows what's going to happen next? It's obviously a tool in their toolbox to roll out a pandemic or pandemic, whatever you want to call it, in order to usher in their great reset agenda. So now that we know that, let us prepare for that. Right. So I would encourage folks not saying abandon your cushy job with your 401k, but maybe start the side hustle. So that if the time comes and they're like, you have to do this or that in order to keep your job, you say, well, I've been building the side hustle. I got a small customer base. I feel confident and comfortable that if I had to completely abandon this, at least I'd be able to get by on the side hustle. Okay. so when it comes to business, I like to think of business as helping people to solve their problems. Oftentimes, the bigger the problem and the more problems you solve, the more money you can make. Right. There's this awesome Zig Ziglar quote. And he says, uh, you can have everything you want in life as long as you help other people to get what they want. That's what I think of when I think of business. So if there's any skills you got, any, any assets you got, any trades, anything that you're just completely obsessed with, start to think about how can I monetize this? How can I trade this service, this knowledge, this widget, this good for money? And just start the side hustle. You don't have to completely abandon your gig. You don't have to quit your job and put yourself at risk but start the side hustle so when the time comes, you can move to that job. But I tell you what, COVID mandate or not, it's really cool being an entrepreneur. It's very fulfilling. I get to do work that spreads. I'm working right now. This whole trip was a damn tax write-off, right? And I brought the kiddos along with me. And they're working too. (laughs) So, you know, another thing, like, I have four or five full-time employees now, Actually, the contractors because it's easier for everybody when it comes to all the tax and the regulation. And then there's like half a dozen other contractors that work with me for 20 to 40 hours. I have a good friend up in Brooklyn, New York. He did a lot of carpentry work, and he blew his knee out and had to get surgery. And there's this huge infection, and he came to me, hat in hand. You know, he was like, he didn't feel comfortable asking me this, but he did. He's my friend. and said, "Hey, man, I'm down and out. Can I borrow some money? I, I can't. I don't have health insurance. I can't afford this medical procedure." So I said, "Not, nah, I'm not going to lend you money. I'm just going to give you some money, and would you like to come work with me?" And now he works with me full time, and he's not going back to the job that he dreaded, you know. And I have the ability to do that because I created an economic engine doing things that I love to do. So I just want to encourage you guys: entrepreneurship. It's scary, and by God, it's freaking challenging. We were watching Shark Tank last night. I don't know if the producers. Strategically pick these people, but they're like, "Tell us about your story." And everybody breaks down crying. My dad died. Grandfather is got this disease. Whatever. But it's really a challenging, but it's the most rewarding thing. Really, it's it's a lot of fulfilling things that we can do as entrepreneurs. And at the end of the day, we're in total control. So I can't go to Self Reliance Festival. I got to work. It's like, well, my work is Self Reliance Festival. You can have that if you want. There's plenty of vendor spaces right there for the next ones. Start your widgets. Start your wares. Right we teach this stuff in a dual purpose way. A lot of the preppers and stuff, it's all about fear and they're going to come get us and we got to prepare. But a lot of this philosophy and the speakers that have graced this stage, it's all about, this is how we ought to be living anyway. Right? So I would encourage you to consider entrepreneurship because you may find that it's a lot more in alignment with your values and you could build your business around your life rather than building your life around your job. Right. Okay, cool. Now, like, one minute. Okay, the last piece is to build networks, right? To build interconnected networks called counter economies. So they're coming to squeeze. They're coming to regulate. They're coming to shut down this alternative medicine. They're coming. They're coming for your guns. I'm not worried about that at all, honestly. Like, they try to march onto this property coming for guns. They, the local sheriff's going to have, nah, nah, We're not going to do that. Local sheriff probably, we not taking freaking guns. Are you kidding me? So... Not to let your guard down or anything, but in states like Texas and Tennessee, they ain't coming for your guns. <laughs> All right. But they are trying to circumvent those good conservative sheriffs and those good lawmakers and those good people that obviously aren't going to give up their guns. Again, they figured it out. They're like, we can't go to them directly through our tyranny and pressure. we got to come up with these little schemes and systems. And that central bank digital currency scheme is one of them. So how can we navigate around that? Let's build the networks. Let's start the business directories. Let's join the GSD crew in Tennessee. Let's join the Freedom Cell network, and let's start trading amongst ourselves. We recently did a cow share. We started up a cow share again with our local Freedom Cell crew, and within three days, we were able to sell enough shares to butcher a whole damn cow. We went and bought the big uh, uh, freezer, the upright freezer in our our guest house and stuff. We're ready to go. We did that through a network, through pulling our money together, strength in numbers so i want to encourage you guys anytime you have a plumbing job or you got the electrician or you want to buy this widget or that widget or you need to be consulted on something go within the network first build those relationships and again it may come a day when we can't do business with a b or c because you got to use a central bank digital currency or you got to wear a mask to go into the freaking grocery store who knows Imagine that probably wasn't a big thing in Tennessee much either. Or was it? I don't know. They brainwashed a lot of people and turned the damn TV off and the virus is nowhere to be found. But again, (laughs) weird. But again, uh, it's not, that's one way to think it's a dual purpose. We want to react and we want to prepare for this ugly stuff that's happening. But it feels really good to support our friends financially, doesn't it? To work together, to build those networks. That's really what it's all about. So, Let us use all this crazy stuff that's coming down the pike as motivation to get our butts in gear. And let's prepare. Let's preemptively learn how to use private cryptocurrencies. Let's start that side hustle so we're not in a position where we're forced to make a decision between a medical procedure and our income. And let's work together with our networks. Let's build out the Freedom Cell Network, the GSD crew, whatever it may be. Let's work together to create a better world. Not just for ourselves, but so our our children and future generations don't have to be. Don't have to face all this crazy stuff in the future. All right. Thank you very much, everybody.